What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Hey, hey, it's Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Mutz. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey. Back at it for another edition of the Tan and J-Man Show, episode 250, J-Man. 250? 250 straight weeks. A brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show has Did been it. out there. Nailed it. On the, on the airwaves, audio waves, whatever you want to call it. But this one is our fifth annual college football preview show. Man, we've done five of these already. This is one of our favorites. It's not our favorite show of the year. I love this time of year Mm because we have our college football preview this week, NFL preview next week. Yeah. Um, We do this little playoff predictor website where we go game by game for the Big Ten, and then we will next week for the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have all of our records. We won't get screwed up like I have in years past (laughs) where like, well, how could that team go nine and three if they lose to this and this game? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm glad you found that for college football because there yep. has been times in the past where, oh, wait, I had Northwestern beating yeah. Michigan State or whatever. but <laughs> There's no way they could be yeah. in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yep. So that, that that's very helpful. But looking forward to tonight's show. We also have special guest, uh, Travis mm-hmm. Watchering, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering, who's the sponsor of the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. Every week he was going to be joining us live in studio. Something came up, but he will still be on. He will be uh, streaming in here momentarily so we will have him on to uh do the contest giveaway and talk about his fighting irish sir you want to hear some birdie bogey i do wander franco this past week reached base safely in at least 25 straight games uh, which is tied for the longest streak by a player under 21 in the expansion era which is since 1961 two other players did it all you have to do is get one for a birdie okay first off i'm disappointed in you why College football preview well, show, and you can't give me a college football trivia question. You know, I completely forgot I had birdie bogey uh, this week, um, and I could only find a baseball one. There was no football ones to be had. I'm not allowed to pass. I'm still disappointed. Well, you know what? You're just going to have to deal with it there, T-Dog. I guess I am, but uh, yeah, come on, J-Man. J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, Noble Gnome LLC. Get your veggies. That sounded like a hurt. It did. Uh, I'm going to be a little hoarse the rest of the show. Oh, that's just great. That's just great. But uh, let's, you know, usually we save these segments for later on the show. But since we're having Travis on, we have a bunch of college football to talk mm-hmm. about. Let's knock out some of these other weekly segments and let's go with the on this day so you can get a little smarter Ooh, for yourself. Big fan of getting smarter. Talking about uh, 
And sporting, he's getting better there, too, dog. It's not. Uh, <laughs> talking about sporting events that have happened on this day on August 30th. I have not looked at these yet. Imagine that. Um, on this day, 1905, Detroit Tigers future baseball Hall of Fame center fielder Ty Cobb made his MLB debut, doubling uh, in a 5-3 to win over the New York Highlanders. At good, Bennett Park in Detroit. Good baseball player, uh, by all intents and purposes, a very mean guy. We've talked about that quite yeah. a few times, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on this day in 1922, Babe Ruth was thrown out of a game for the fifth time that season. That season he yeah. got thrown out five times? Yes. He just wanted a free hot dog. <laughs> And probably just go wanted get, to go go. Get, go get some beer early yeah, on. Go get some beer. I've already hit three homers a day. What's the big deal? Exactly. Uh, on this day, nineteen thirty-nine, New York Yankee At- Atley Donald pitched a then a record high pitch for a speed of pitch, ninety-four point seven miles per hour. Wow, That's humming at nineteen thirty-nine. That is. I don't know. I don't know if Babe Ruth saw that consistently. <laughs> if he would have been Babe Ruth, he might have just still been George Herman. Uh, what else do we have here? On this day, 1954, the BC Lions played the franchise's first CFL game in Vancouver. They lost the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 17 nothing. Got to throw in some CFL Absolutely. facts when I can. You watch any this summer? They no. have it this summer? Still I don't. I don't think I remember seeing any of it on. Uh-uh. On this day, 1965, Casey, Casey uh, St- Stin. Stangle. Stangle, thank you. Announced his retirement after 55 years in baseball. Yeah, he uh, he got pretty old. Yeah, think 55 uh-huh. years. That'll take uh, take his toll on you. Some cricket. I know you're a, you're a cricket. I'm a big cricketeer. Cricketeer. Um, fan. Let's see here. Stickety wicket. On this day, 1981, Bill Shoemaker became the first jockey to win an a million dollars thoroughbred horse race when John Henry took the inaugural Arlington Million by a nose over the Bart. Hmm. That's quite the sentence. Thanks. <laughs> uh, On this day, 1997, the first WNBA championship was held. 97, huh? The Houston Comets beat the New York Liberty. Ooh, I wonder who was on the Houston Comets at that point. I couldn't name you one Houston Comets ever. Lady last name Swoops. He used Candace to play. Swoops was it? Candace? Cheryl Swoops. Cheryl Swoops. Cheryl Swoops. I don't know. Yeah, I think she played on the Comets. Who, who was I thinking of? Candace. They had a few Parker. good people. And ah, uh, yeah, yeah. On this day, two thousand six, Greg Maddox won his three hundred thirtieth career game. It was a pretty good one. Not too shabby. Yeah. And on this day in 2012, Andy Roddick announced that he was going to retire following the U.S. Open. That was one of the more pathetic on this days we've ever had. It was a little bit across the board there. In segment history. But um, but the sponsor of the on this day is not <laughs> pathetic by any means, and that's Performer Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House is over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving them a call today at 574-210-3815. All right, J-Man, Word Association. I've been hyping this one up for a couple weeks. I'm excited. We're down to two conferences left, the Big 12 and the Big 10. We'll start with the Big 12, Baylor Bears. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, cover ups. Cover ups. Yep. Okay. I would have went covering things up. I probably would have went with RG three, but um, it's all right. I'm trying to go alphabetical order here, so I need to get this up here so I can. Uh, Iowa State Cyclones. Um, let's see. Uh, up and comer. I mean, they've been bad at football forever. Bad at basketball for a while. I'm still bad at basketball after a few good years, but uh, ranked seventh in the country now. I think uh, Matt Campbell has them on the up and up. How much longer do you think he stays there? We keep thinking every year he's going to go somewhere else. I'm just I'm waiting for Michigan to open mm. or uh, yeah, someplace like that. University of Kansas, the Jayhawks. Basketball, Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Just them and UConn just need to dismantle their football program. Can't argue with you there. Kansas State University, the Wildcats. Underrated. I mean, they've had a good football okay. program, pretty good basketball program for a while. Um, has it's been a rough go the past couple of years, but uh, pretty usually pretty rock solid seven and five ish sort of football seasons. University of Oklahoma Sooners. Um, elite top, I would say six program in college football over the past, probably this century. Um, I'd imagine I fully anticipate them being really good this year. Yeah. I think they're dumb for leaving the sec because they going dominate, to the sec go. Yeah. Leaving to the mm-hmm. sec. Thank you. Cause they, uh, dumb for leaving the big 12, I should say, because they dominate the big 12 yeah. and that's an easy way into the playoff, especially say, when it expands to eight teams. That's a pretty free ride into the uh, playoff every year. Texas is leaving. They kind of had to follow. Yep. Little brother of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma State University Cowboys. Uh, another rock solid football program. Um, I'm a man. I'm for it. Mike Gundy. Yep. Mullet. Texas Christian University Horn Frogs. Yeah, they've, uh, man, first thing They're that pops starting up. to fall a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I would say uh, on the decline. Yep. Gary Patterson's had a nice run there, but seems like it's coming to an end. Yep. University of Texas Longhorns. I thought that was that threw me um, off because I it's a Texas at Austin. University of Texas Longhorns. They have been living in the past. They've been feeding off that 2006 team forever. Uh, just they're overrated. Uh, they will get. Abs- they're getting smoked in the Big Twelve every year. Um, God forbid they join the SEC and do it there too. Yeah, um, they had that one good year. Sam Ellinger. Yeah, you know, said we're back yeah, after winning the Cotton Bowl or Sugar Bowl, and they were not back. They were not back. Texas Tech University Red Raiders. <sighs> they still put up a ton of points. Uh, I can't remember if they did last know. year or not, yeah, but it seems like they always have. Um, I want to say gunslingers. Uh, Chris Beard, although he's now with Texas. Forgot about that. Yeah. And lastly, in the Big 12, the West Virginia University Mountaineers. My Mountaineers. Uh, burning couches. Burning couches. Yep. <laughs> All right. The Big 10. You ready for the Big 10? Yes, sir. Illinois fighting Illini. Oh, basketball program. <laughs> basketball school. It's really the only program I care about. Uh, we'll see when we start talking Big Ten football, what's your uh, opinion of the line I is and was over the weekend. Uh, yeah, I'll just go. I'll go west first, then I'll go okay. east since they did Illinois. University of Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, waving at the kids and the crowd. That's a great tradition. Yeah. University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. Rowing that boat. PJ yeah, Fleck. Somebody pulls the plug on that boat soon. Maybe he finally drowned. 
I don't I don't wish yeah. that, but uh, maybe he, his career's finally drowning is what I meant. Thanks that's for probably, clarifying. Yeah. That's that's a little nicer. <laughs> University of Nebraska Cornhuskers. Oh man, pathetic football coach. Pathetic excuse for a football coach, Scott Frost. He is you know he's awful. Nebraska he, fans are starting to turn, but they're still awfully defensive of him for some reason. He's one of their own. Yeah, uh, well, that's you, why you don't hire one. You of know, your it's own. funny because everybody's like, "How did he do so well at UCF?" Well, let's see how Hypel does at Tennessee. Yep, that'll be a true barometer of. Uh, Really, Scott Frost as well. I think Gus Malzone will do just fine at UCF. Yeah, absolutely. I think UCF's the absolutely. new Boise State. Yeah. Northwestern University Wildcats. Oh, man. Uh, pompous. I think they're better pompous. than everyone else. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that word. Purdue University Boilermakers. Neil Armstrong. Did not think you were going to go there, but I respect that. That's you know what? I didn't feel like being too mean today. I appreciate that, J-Man. Yeah. No matter what people say, you're sometimes a nice guy. <laughs> The University of Wisconsin badges. Uh, jump around, hop around. <laughs> <laughs> jump around. Good one. Indiana University Hoosiers. Uh, football school. I knew that was yeah. coming. Yeah. Big time. Tom <laughs> Allen's got a good thing going there. Um, football school. Might be their best coach in history. That's pretty sad about, I mean, he's a good football coach, but the fact that you can. I wouldn't a, go there until make I got him to the Rose Bowl. Case, say though. He's the best. That yeah. he's been at least Bill the best Mallory was century. pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good, but still, it's Indiana. Yeah, the bar is pretty low. University of Maryland Terrapins. Who? Who cares that they're in the Big Ten? They're good for basketball, but so they did wear a co-Big Ten champ of basketball not too long ago. Yeah, they're good for basketball. University of Michigan Wolverines. About forgot what they were called. Khaki pants. Okay. Eating milk with steak. I can't get over that. Drinking one. milk with Drink, steak. Drinking milk with steak. <laughs> Michigan State University Spartans. Oh, Tom Izzo. Um, mm. Talk about cover-ups there. Ohio State University Buckeyes. I mean, elite at yeah, every single that. sport. Yeah. It's almost to the point where you don't even care about them anymore just because they're good at everything. Yep. Penn State University Nittany Lions. Cover-up. I mean, I can uh, say that for a couple teams. but can even uh, say that for the next team, too. Yeah, James Franklin. Rutgers University Scarlet Knights. Uh, do they have a redeeming quality? I don't think it's so. Whatever came to your head first. Yeah, they don't. Well, that's going to do it for the Word Association segment and going to do it for the Word Association segments for college football, college football mm-hmm. conferences because mm-hmm. we did all the Power 5 conferences. And the Word Association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Aki, LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rep provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call him today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. And right before we bring Travis on, why don't you tell everybody who one of the sponsors of the Tan and J-Man show is, Dare J-Man. The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail the damn landing is the place to be the damn landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful lake mantle focused on freshness and quality you can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap including a constant rotation of today's best micro brews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made
made using fresh ingredients, taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. It's supposed to be a little um, not as hot, anyway, over the weekend, so go get yourself some delicious food and drinks. And this episode is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like myself and the J-Man. Yes, sir. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find those products and more along with hats, ball markers, different repair tools at circle15golf.com. You ready to bring our guest on? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. We're going to bring on Travis Watring, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance agent and sponsor of the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week, every week. Travis, how are you doing, my friend? What's up, fellas? Love, love, love being back here on a Monday. I wish I was in the studio with you guys, but a couple, couple personal things going on. I couldn't make the drive to Rochester, unfortunately. Hey, we appreciate you joining via StreamYard. So it's better than nothing. But uh, why don't you tell everybody about the contest you've had going on, and, and I'm excited to find out the winner. Absolutely. So um, beginning of this year, I developed – I shouldn't say I developed. I partnered with a third-party company and opened up my own app for insurance. It has everything that you could possibly need on there, how to contact me, our policies, how to make a claim, our, our roadside assistance number. You can, you can access – all of your policies, pay bills, and it's just so so more convenient sometimes than wanting to call me or wanting to go through the office or whatnot. So it has everything that you could possibly need um, wanting to take care of your insurance. So the contest I ran was all you had to do was download my app and <clears throat> and you would automatically be entered into the drawing. So you could have already had the app from back in January or recently downloaded it. Uh, full disclosure, I said I was going to draw it live, but I wasn't sure if we were going to have me on here. So I did draw it about a, a half hour, an hour ago. I have a recording of me drawing it if, if y'all want to see it later, but I do have the winner picked out. All right. And you're going to post that on all your socials? Absolutely. I'll, I'll post it on my socials. I'll tag you guys in it. Yep. And I will be contacting the winner um, probably about a half hour, hour or so when this show's all done and um, figure out how we're going to get together or what, how I can send him the gas card. Perfect. Perfect. Can't wait to see uh, who won. I guess we know it's a he. We heard <laughs> that right there. So, so we do we do know it's a male now. It is a he. And unfortunately, you guys probably, I shouldn't say unfortunately, it sounds bad. You guys won't know the name. Um, but the winner of the gas card app giveaway, his name is Scott Hoffman. Scott is a client of mine. He's been a client for roughly five months or so. And he's actually a client um, in the state of Ohio. That's something else that uh, we brought on or I brought on. We brought on a farm bureau where I am now licensed in Indiana and Ohio. And the app works for both. And um, through all the names in the app, generated it on a Google website. And Scott Hoffman was the winner. So, Scott, I don't know if you're watching or not. But I will definitely contact you after the show. And the fact that you're living in Ohio, I'll probably just end up putting it in the mail for you. Well, that's perfect. Congratulations to Scott. And uh, I'm assuming Scott's probably a Buckeye fan. Scott is a Buckeye fan. How did I know? I, I love, <laughs> lucky guess. But no, Scott and I do enjoy talking Buckeyes. Him and I went to Grace College together. Um, fun fact about Scott, he's about, he's seven foot tall, maybe six or six eleven. Um, so we used to dominate some intramural basketball together, but Scott is a Buckeye fan as well. At least you guys have that in common basketball season, not football. Absolutely. Season. I'm, I'm one of those 
I'm one of those people that all Indiana or people talk about. No, you, I mean, when I, when I talk about reversibles, that's Indiana basketball, Notre Dame football. I, I don't even know what to categorize you as. Uh, you know, I blame, I blame where my family's from. All my mom's <laughs> side's from Ohio. My dad's side's from Indiana. Um, that being said, my mom's side, that's in Ohio. They are all Cincinnati fans. So they don't even like the Buckeyes like I do. Um, where it came from was it was 2000 and five or 2006 is when it was, I'll be honest. It's when Mike Conley and Greg Oden um, went to the Buckeyes. My dad went to Lawrence North. They went to Lawrence North. So growing up watching them play for my dad's alma mater, it was just cool following them and it just clicked. And I've been a Buckeye fan since. And then Notre Dame side, my whole family is Notre Dame fans. So that, that just makes sense. That uh, makes sense. They both make sense to me. So I, I won't give you any more grief about it. Um, but real quick, before we get into talking football, why don't you tell everybody some of the uh, insurance that you offer and just a little bit more about yourself? Yep. Yeah, so Travis Watrain, I believe this is it's either fourth or fifth appearance on your guys' show. Um, what, what show is this for you guys? 250. Wow. Congratulations. Seriously. Thank you. That's Thank awesome. You. Um, going back to what year? 2000 and. 2016, November of 2016, we started it. So we've we've pumped out. I mean, this is literally 250 weeks in a row. I've missed, I think, two episodes. Yeah. And J-Man's missed a handful, but that's that's it. And I believe I was your guys' first sponsor or one of the first sponsors. So I've been around as well with you guys, it feels mm-hmm. like. Um, mm-hmm. but like. Like I said, I'm Travis Watrain of from Rochester, where, where the show's at. Uh, I live down in Indianapolis now. I work for Indiana Farm Bureau since 2016. Um, where we write homeowners, auto insurance, renters insurance, commercial insurance, farm insurance, life insurance, annuities. Um, Been Indiana only for the last four years. And um, in 2000, well, January of this year, we opened up what's called East Street Insurance. And that is where I have the access to write through Ohio. So Indiana and Ohio now. You got a lot going on, my friend. It's been been good. It's been busy. Um, I was one of the, you know, bear with me when I say blessed and lucky with, with the COVID going on, I was really scared for, for business last year and it it absolutely skyrocketed. So um, we did change the way we worked a little bit. There was less um, face-to-face contact, but a lot of what we're doing now over the, over zooms or team meetings, lots of phone calls and emails. So it's been busy, but it's been very good. It was good to hear everything's going good for you. Appreciate that fellas. Happy, happy to see and hear that. And Jay, man, I'm putting him on the spot real quick. Since we have your sponsor right here, do you have a book at ready? <laughs> no. No, he doesn't have a book at ready. To be honest, I never do until the yeah. moment comes. All right. He's just going to we'll, we'll, we'll get wing into it. it in a little bit then. So. All right, Travis. Well, we know you're a big Notre Dame fan, like you, like you mentioned. So uh, we cover a lot of Big Ten and, and a little Notre Dame on this podcast since being in Rochester up by South Bend in Notre Dame country. But we thought we'd have you talk a little bit about Notre Dame, do a little preview, what your expectations are for the team, et cetera. Is this a uh, you know a Notre Dame expectations or a realistic expectations? Because there's both; They're, they both exist. Um, well, I think the Notre Dame expectations look at the schedules, <laughs> go undefeated, and get back to the playoffs. But and, and, and you know we'll jump right to the schedule. It's doable. They're not undefeated. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Vegas has their win under their win over is at nine for a reason. Um, the under is minus 125. The over is plus 100. So in Vegas's eyes, Notre Dame's winning eight games this year. Um, their schedule is not easy by any means. No, there's no Clemson. There's no Miami. J-Man's team, I believe, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah the, there we go. Um, but their schedule's not easy. They, they're they at Florida State week one, and th- th- that program is 
in my opinion, heading back in the right direction for the most part. I do think they can get a, a win there. Um, don't kill me on my next couple of comments here, but then they come home to Toledo and Purdue. I, I think that, you know, it eases down a little bit for them. And But then it's it's at Wisconsin, which that game is being played at Soldier Field. And then it's home versus Cincinnati. So they truly have literally three games in the first five five weeks. They can lose. And they can lose any game. But those are the three that I have circled on my calendar. Um, at Virginia, USC always gives them trouble. UNC can give them trouble. Home with Navy, at Virginia, home with Georgia Tech, and at Stanford. So, you know, I know people don't hear Clemson or Michigan or Georgia, but that schedule is not easy by any means, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting. New quarterback. Um, it's, he's a seasoned vet, though. Jack mm-hmm. Cohn, a graduate transfer from Wisconsin. I mean, knowing him from his Wisconsin days, he's more of a conservative quarterback. He's not going to usually lose your ball games. So you got to sure. be happy to to think about that. I mean, uh, first time Notre Dame's had a new quarterback in a while. I mean, Ian Book was a it is it, four year starter, three and a half yeah. year starter. Three three year starter has the most wins in Notre Dame history with with thirty. Uh, but that's something where you know Tommy Reese, I believe, is in his second, maybe third year. I believe second year's offensive coordinator. Notre Dame's not going to try to bully and punish teams. They like to run that clock management. Um, Kyron Williams, the running back, who's a preseason All-American, um, they're going to give him the ball a lot. So the fact that Jack Cohen is a facilitator who's not – he might not go through five touchdowns and 300 yards a game, but Notre Dame isn't really looking for that. They have um, some depth on their offensive line. I, they're only returning one starter of, of Jarrett Patterson, um, but I'm really excited for the All-American transfer from Marshall – um, Cade Madden. So they have him coming over. Jarrett's a returner. Um, a couple fellas by, well, um, I can't even think of their name. They played some last year. They'll be starting. And then they are starting true freshman Blake Fisher to wrap up their, their five offensive linemen. So um, all of them have experience outside of the true freshman Blake Fisher. But the coach, uh, Brian Kelly, is very, very excited for him this year. So just by those five right there, I believe they're going to live and die with the Kyron Williams run. The Notre Dame always seems to have a running back that they can give the ball to. And my goodness, he is fast when he does get into the open field. Yeah, Blake Fisher is a name I recognize. I know Purdue was recruiting him really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, didn't end up getting him, but that I do remember his name from the from the rec- recruiting databases. Um, now on the flip side of the ball on the defense, what do you expect from the defense? Well, if Kyle, if Kyle Hamilton can do everything, that's what Notre Dame fans are praying <laughs> for. Um, again, I, I believe this is an unbiased opinion. He's probably one of the best, best defensive backs in the country. Um, the, the all American preseason, all American captain. That's not a joke. I know he was hurt last year. Um, a lot, a lot of people believe, and I do too, unfortunately, that this is going to be his last year at Notre Dame. Um, but my goodness, he, that dude can cover the field if, if you need him to. Um, they, they are returning their number two and number three tackler out of Drew White and Jack Kisner from, from, um, linebackers. So, you know, it gives them, it gives me a little hope on that. But outside of Hamilton in the, in the backfield, they're, they're weaker from, from what they've been in the past, but you know, I've, I've known, not known, I've seen Kyle Hamilton play for two years now, a year and a half and everything you read on him, he can cover half of the field by himself. I mean, he's that good. He's that fast. So it gives hope knowing that he's going to be healthy. Hopefully he's help, uh, healthy this year. I was going to ask you about Jack Kaiser. He's a, a local product, of course, out of Pioneer High School. I Mr. Mean, football. And Mr. Ago. Football in yeah. the state of Indiana. Um, he's penciled in as a uh, starting outside mm-hmm. linebacker. What are your expectations for him this year? I, first of all, I think it's absolutely cool just because, like, when you think of, of Rochester, where we're from, you know, we've had a lot of local talent, whether it's Rochester or other TRC teams. 
Um, I believe is Pioneer in the conference now, or were they? No, no they, the they're they're a one A school. They've always been a little smaller. Okay, they. I know the the TRC has done some reconfiguring, yeah. so I didn't know. But I'm really excited for Kaiser. I a I I, I followed him a little bit when I found out he was going to be going to Notre Dame. And my goodness, he can cover a field. Kind of, it kind of reminds me of. And this is embarrassing. I forget the cat's name from Fort Wayne, who's now on on the Cowboys. Um, it's cool seeing the local talent. Jalen Smith. Under, yes, Jalen Smith. It's cool seeing the local talent stay local. Um, and you know, I know there's IU Purdue, but go up to to God's country in South Bend. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm really excited for him and Drew White to um, to maintain the linebacker spot there. You uh, you think of Pioneer, 1A school. Okay, yeah, small school, but my goodness, they've been talented for mm. X amount of years. And obviously, um, what's his name? Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, sees something in him where he's starting this year, at least as of now. Yeah, Marcus Freeman, uh, good defensive coordinator. They got him from Cincinnati. He was at uh, Purdue previously. Before that, I uh, was around him a little bit when I was a student manager that spring when, when he got on there. And I could tell right then, I was like, this is the best guy they got on their staff by far. Yeah, he's, yeah. He knows what's going on. Uh, so he's Coach, in- uh, they, they were interviewing uh, Brian Kelly this morning, and he kind of slipped up. Well, and you know how the media takes something that you say and goes one way or another. But he, he pretty much said Marcus Freeman will be the coach when, I'm, when, when, I, when, I, when I leave Notre Dame. And so you can go check that online or Twitter, and he talks about it. And then he, Kelly made it say, no, they took that out of proportion. But there was multiple sources saying that's literally exactly what he said. Well, now, Freeman was supposedly the runner-up to Brett Bielema at Illinois for the head coaching job. So he's real close to getting a, a top job. But Notre Dame's kind of top, top. Would they oh, really yeah, go ab- for a guy who's absolutely. never been a head coach? I, I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying for a guy that goes from defensive coordinator yeah. to a runner-up at a power yeah. five school. Yeah, no, that's impressive um, itself, yeah. too. Um but uh, what what what's your opinion of Brian Kelly? Because I know Notre Dame fans are a little bit all over the board. We're talking about a guy who's going into his 12th season. He's going to be the longest tenured coach in the university's history. I mean, Lou Holtz, Newt Rockney, they were only 11 years. There was another guy there 11 years. And he's only four wins away to become the university's all-time winningest head coach. Right. Well, he's 102-39. Um, Newt Rockney has 105 wins. I personally love Brian Kelly. I think, you know – I try to be a realist Notre Dame fan. I really do. They, they, they don't. We're just, is, is there such thing? There no. is. There is. Because, yes, you cheer hard against Georgia and Bama and, and Clemson. And we, we've had Clemson and Georgia on the ropes but, uh, the last 20 years. But when it comes to Bama, you can't beat them. I mean, you can't beat them. At least Notre Dame can't. So after, you know, 102 wins, he, he's given everything I've expected and more. I mean, he's he's the program's at top tier program in the country. They're ranked number nine this year. Um, the recruiting class for next year, unless it's changed over the last couple of days, is the number one recruiting class in the nation for next year. So what, what's there to, to, to complain about outside of a national championship? Yeah, no, I think it's exactly what you just said. I still think there's those fans that think if they got somebody else and they could get over that hump, but I, I, don't, I don't know if that's possible until Nick Saban's done and gone in Alabama. That was that was a question they asked him. They said you're 0 two against Nick Saban. Um, what like explain that to us? And he goes, I'll be blunt with you. It's talent. They just they have better guys down in Alabama, and it's true. I mean, those guys are they go there for one reason to win a national championship and to get drafted. It's that yep. simple. Yep. And and now the NIL. I mean, it's gonna just get even more guys that want to go down there and get those nice sponsorships and 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 and. and and deals and and get on to the next level. So 
Uh, yeah, but I think Notre Dame can benefit from that too. Um, What's you, your guys' Notre Dame record prediction? If you, I don't know if you looked at their calendar. I have it right here. Yeah, I got their schedule. I got one more question for you, though, okay, about Notre Dame. As a Notre Dame fan, do you want to see them eventually get in a conference or no? That's such a tough question. To, to, to dumb it down, yes, I do. Because I think Notre Dame has proven over the last three to five years that they're not going to be welcome back to the college playoffs without a conference. I mean – if they go twelve and zero with this calendar, with this schedule, how how do you keep them off? But if you do keep them off, I get it. I mean, they they they've proven to themselves that they just get beat bad in some in those games. Um, this year, they you know at at number you know uh, number twelve Wisconsin, number eight Cincinnati, a couple other schools down to the end of the calendar. If they go twelve and zero, how do you keep them off? But if they do, I understand without there being a conference championship. So yes, I would like to see them in a conference just to. Get, you know, you two, other people, off Notre Dame's back. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and and when, when the playoff expands to eight, I think they really got to try to consider trying to get in the conference because every conference champion's going to be in there, and then they're going to pick, you know, from the m- remaining few teams mm-hmm. who are the best. Right. And, and right. they can honestly, I know the NBC deal is nice because it's national television. Oh, my goodness, every game. But they could get more money from the Big Ten Network or maybe even the ACC Network. Right. Nope. I, I don't disagree at all. Um, I, I would like to see them in a conference just to win conference. Yeah. Cause like you said, once they go to an eight person team and I don't know how they're going to do it, but I would even like to see a 16 person playoff. I don't know how you would format it, but bring more, make it more like college basketball. March madness is the most exciting time of the year for a reason. Um, Unless you play Loyola. <laughs> Grandma Jean doesn't disagree. <laughs> or North Texas. I don't know how how you would do it, but I would love to see four expand to eight, sixteen, and cap it wherever you need to cap it. Yeah, I think sixteen would be the max they could ever do. I like them starting off at eight because mm-hmm. if you get too many teams, you're going to start so darn early, right? That's in the true. Season and, and and find venues and everything. So and that would essentially just knock out almost every it single would. bowl. It would bowl That's season true. wouldn't even be bowl season. Bowl anymore. season's already got to cut back by yeah. about ten, which is fine. Which is fine. They've needed to but, do that for years. Um, but. Yeah, I'm I'm good with expand to eight. I think that's mm-hmm. perfect for now. There are some there are some silly bull names where where yeah. the heck did they come up with this? Uh, name? It's just you know, whatever sponsor they can, whatever sponsor can throw some money. So maybe yeah. maybe the Indiana Farm uh, Bureau Bowl. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say the Tan and J Man Bowl. Well, whatever it's called. I don't, I don't yeah. think we have that kind of money. Uh, I don't think that money's rolling in right now. But uh, um, all right, so uh, record prediction for the Irish J Man. Go first. I have them at ten and two. I have them uh, losing to Wisconsin, and for some reason, I just feel like they're going to beat Cincinnati and USC and uh, North Carolina and lose to Virginia for some reason Virginia. on the road. I know nothing about Virginia, but it feels like Virginia has given them fits in the past. Um, so I have them at ten and two. I got them at nine and three. I actually have them losing this Sunday down in Tallahassee. This um, week one, this Sunday, that it will, in my opinion, show what kind of season they're going to have. They they need to go out and win by two plus touchdowns, and not not a close. I mean, they need to go beat the brakes off FSU. Well, and Mike Norville needs a win. I like yeah. this. I mean, he kind of lost the program last year in his first year. There was a lot of stuff off the field not going well behind the scenes in the locker room. But Vegas seems to know something I don't know because that spread was at thirteen and a half, and it's down to seven or seven and a half all of a sudden within two days. I saw that Notre Dame is, is a favorite. I mean, 
early season favor at 11 out of their 12 games. They're actually plus one and a half um, against Wisconsin over at Soldier Field. And that, you know, I would love for them to be three and zero going into that game. And if they can get, if they get over the hump on Wisconsin, I could, I could see them winning out, but at the same time, Notre Dame has those slip up games where they win like 13 to seven at Virginia or home versus Navy or something like that. Yeah. I got Florida state getting them. I have Wisconsin beating them. And then, I can't remember the third. I think I said North Carolina. I was going back between Carolina and USC. I, I'm big on Sam Howell. I think he's one of the nation's best quarterbacks. I know he lost a lot of offensive talent, um, a little returning talent around him that went to the pros. But, I mean, if you're that good, you can carry your team. And I think Mac Brown's got a lot of a lot of good talent there. He's got some good recruiting classes. So, I think uh, – UNC will get them. So nine and three is where I got them. We'll be ha- we'll we'll, uh, we'll be talking about a bet week three when uh, the bullet makers no, come. No, we won't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I am glad to on in all honesty, I'm glad to see them playing again. Yeah, I miss I miss playing every year. I mean, they, this is the first time they've played since 2014, and the first time they've played in South Bend since 2012. So it's nice to get the rivalry back going because I hated to see it come to an end, just kind of like they ended their rivalry with Michigan, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. But it's this year, then they go off each other's schedule for two years, and then they're back on each other for now. I mean, this conference expansion and stuff could screw everything up, but they're supposed to get back on each other's schedule for six years in a row after that, home, yes. away, home, away. So nice to see that getting back because uh, even though Notre Dame gets the best out of them, more times than not, I mean, Purdue hasn't beaten Notre Dame since 07. Still from a Purdue fan, it's fun to take them on, take on that challenge and have two interstate schools go at it. No, it, it really is. I mean, it's not interstate, but – I, I, I like seeing Georgia, Clemson, Michigan on, on the schedule. I really did because you're going to face them either in the playoffs or if you get blown out by 30, surely it shows we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So um, I'm not saying that's what you mean on Notre Dame being a, or Purdue being a playoff team yet, but no. I, I love having those schools on, on our calendar that are better than yeah. us. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with the future schedules. But what what's your prediction for the Irish then? It, it all depends on what they do. I, I truly believe if they to handle FSU, clear, you know, pretty good, they have a good chance of looking at twelve and 0, 11 and one, ten and two. Um, my realistic answer, I'm going to say ten and ten and two. Um, that Wisconsin game scares me, and I don't know what game it is at the end of the season, but there's just always that game where it's a Saturday afternoon at three thirty, and Notre Dame comes out flatter than. Uh, a, a hand tossed pizza. So, um, <laughs> you know, realistic answer 10 and 2. I could see 11 and 1. I truly can see 12 and 0. But I would, e- even at 9, like you said, I love the Vegas. I love that over at plus 100 because I don't see four losses on that calendar. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, as long as, they stay, nine. as long as they stay healthy, healthy. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think they'll lose that many games. Right. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't have any other thoughts on the Irish. Do you, J-Man? Nope. Travis, any more for you? Yeah, check uh, at the Waterboy. Check my Twitter next week. I'll have lots of thoughts one way or another. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He will. He will. All right. Well, well, you're welcome to stay on with us the rest of the time. If you want, we're going to get into the Big Ten, and then we're going to get into predicting some games for week one. So. I, don't, I don't have much to say about the Big Ten, but I, I would love to sit here and predict some game with you guys if you don't mind. So I'll yep. kind of just sit here and mind my business, and then when we predict, I'm ready. Or should we predict first and then? I say let's predict first. Let's predict first. Okay. We'll predict first so you can stick on. Then if you want to leave when we get into the Big Ten, you're more, you're more free to do so. So Jamie right. bringing up the – Starting uh, with um, this year we are – as doing the um, 
What, what are we doing? We're doing so when we pick Big Ten games this year, we're doing confident points. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow, jo- okay. so Josh and I listed our confidence points from one to ten, and the most confident will get ten points, at least confident one point. But we'll also pick top twenty-five games just in general. We're not going to do confidence points on those. And one thing I'm going to start next week, every week, I got to remind myself I'm going to do this. I'm going to list power rankings for the Big Ten, my own power rankings nice. every week. I like that. So, let's, let's, if you guys don't mind, let's start with the top twenty-five, then I'll hop off. Okay, that sounds yep, good. That sounds good to me. Top 25. Do you even want to pick this game, Citadel versus Coastal Carolina? Yeah. Citadel versus Coastal Carolina. Uh, is Coastal ranked just based on that weird year last it year? It must be, 22nd. Uh, what's to the, what, is there a line on the game? 35 uh, and a half. <laughs> I'll take the chance to clear the Coastal Carolina. I'll take the cover. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Citadel is usually really, They're really bad. They're pretty bad, but, uh, man. Weber State, Utah. I mean, what's the spread? Is there even a spread? 35 on? and a half. Uh, Utah cover that. Yeah. I mean, Utah's good. Southern Utah, Arizona State. 44 and a half. Wow, that's big spread. But Arizona State's had some off the field allegations going on. Herm Edwards and his staff, a little bit of trouble mm-hmm. by the NCAA. But, Southern uh, Utah's 0 1 already. Yeah, give me Arizona State. Same. Mm hmm. North Carolina at Virginia Tech Friday night. This is an interesting one. What's the spread on that? North Carolina, five and a half. Hmm. You know, I will take Carolina. I do think they cover, but I think it's like seven to ten points. It's going to be a good one. I agree. Um, That Virginia Tech fan base is crazy. Fuentes is on on the hot seat. seat. Uh, But, yeah, give me North Carolina. I love, 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 love home team catching points week one. So I will run on Virginia Tech side. That's a tough place to play. Inner Sandman gets rocking in Blacksburg and stuff. Oklahoma at Tulane. I'm not sure if it's at Tulane. It's at Yolman Stadium. Got moved, I believe, because of all the, oh, the hurricane. The, the hurricane, but I don't know where it's being played at. Oklahoma's 27 and a half. Point I know favorites. LSU game got moved as well. Um, yeah, give me Oklahoma. Uh, number two ranked team in the country. Um, for a reason, Spencer, Spencer Rattler is a Heisman favorite, and that's actually my prediction who's going to win the Heisman this year. So give me Oklahoma. Fresno State, Oregon. What's the spread? 20 and a half. Oregon's going to win, but Fresno's going to cover that. I agree. I like that. Yeah, Fresno, I know they played UConn, who's just horrid, <laughs> but, I mean, they beat them 45 nothing, and Fresno's usually a pretty pretty respectable mid-major football football team. Mike Haynes, number 14 in the country, uh, host number one Alabama. You know, I could see this being a good game. 18 and a half. Derek Keene's back for Miami. He's another favorite for the for the Heisman. Uh, Bryce Young, new quarterback for Alabama. He's the one who got the million-dollar sponsorship endorsement, whatever you want to call it, deal. I think it'll be competitive for a while, but Alabama wins and, and ends up covering. I think Alabama covers pretty easily. Yeah, I, I think Alabama actually can beat them by the 28-35 we were talking about earlier. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. Uh, there's a couple bad game matchups on here that I'm not even going to worry about. Uh, number 23, Louisiana Lafayette. At number 21, Texas. Texas is only nine-and-a-half point favorites. I don't know anything about Louisiana Lafayette. I know they had a really good quarterback last year. I don't know if he's still there because uh, they went up and beat Iowa State last year early in the season. Yeah. Um, Texas, brand new coach. Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian. Um, give me Texas, and I'm gonna say they cover. I can't I usually I don't talk good about Texas, but yeah. Yep. Give me Texas. Same answer. 
Georgia at Clemson, oh. game of the week. Clemson is three and a half point favorites Whoa. at home. Is it neutral field or is that Clemson? Um, Bank of America, so that must be neutral. Charlotte. Yeah. That game is neutral. Yes. Charlotte. Oh, man. I'll start. Yeah. Georgia wins outright. Mm. Big, big fan of Georgia this year. This is the J Man's oh. Book of Prediction of the Week. Sponsored by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. Tell him what you got, Travis. I got it all. If it's insurance related, give me a call. There you go. <laughs> give me Georgia. Yes. I'm with you. Book it. Not so fast, my friends. <laughs> Clemson gets it done and they cover. Oh, and I'm not man. I'm not gonna try to pronounce the quarterback's last no. name. I haven't practiced enough. He lit up Notre Dame last year. Yes, yeah, he, he did. He's a loss. Yeah. He's good. Uh Dabo's still got tons of talent around him. So LS- five hundred yards against Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah. LSU at UCLA. UCLA looked real good last Three week. Three point against, favorites. Gets Hawaii. LSU is. Um give me the Bruins in an upset. I agree. In the Rose Bowl. I like I like UCLA. They look they look good, really good. Um, and I, I won't sit here and pretend I know this LSU quarterback's name, but from what I've read and seen, it doesn't impress me a lot. And I really really think UCLA um, can win this game at home. Yeah, it's a big national uh, primetime night game for them. Uh, hopefully, they'll have more people show up than showed up the other day. That was pretty embarrassing. Now I don't know if California has any restrictions on. They absolutely attendance. do. Okay. I I, I, I'm just assuming. I don't well, actually. I, I thought so too, but then I saw Twitter making fun of the crowd, and, uh, and nobody ever said anything about restrictions. I do know their students weren't back yet. My gut yeah. was in yes with California. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, so maybe I mean that that might impacted a little bit, but this is a big season for Ed Odron, which is crazy. Two years coming off a national championship, but that fan base is a little aggravated with them already. Yep. So Notre Dame, Florida State. I already said Florida State was my pick yeah. to win. Give me Notre Dame. Uh, Irish. So yeah. I got I got to be the differ here. I mean, I got to be the guy going against the oh, popular agree, pick. That's going to do it for our uh, top, 25, top 25 games. Yeah. Fellas. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks, Travis. And um, uh, anytime you all need anything, please let me know, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll. I'm sure we'll talk a lot on Twitter. Good luck, Big Ten talk, and go Irish. Yep. Thanks, Travis. <laughs> talk to you See later. Ya. We have uh, only about 14 minutes left, so we're going to have to kind of rifle through this. But let's pick Big Ten games real quick uh, with our confidence points. I'm ready. Temple Rutgers. I got Rutgers. And it's my seven-point confidence. I have Rutgers for four. Rutgers is like about 14-point faves or so. Um, yeah, I think they'll be okay this year. Ohio State, Minnesota. Thursday night game. Um, uh, what's their field called? TCF? Bank TC, field, TC Bank. TC Bank field. TC. It should be rocking up there in, uh, in Minnesota, but Ohio State is the best team in the Big Ten. I got Ohio State with five confidence points. I have Ohio State for ten. I don't. I don't see any possible way Ohio State loses this game. I just think there's some other matchups that I'm more confident in because you just you just never know. Yeah. But I would be shocked if Minnesota, Michigan won. State, Northwestern. Yeah, I got uh, Northwestern for six points. I have Northwestern for five, so we're pretty similar there. Uh, Fordham at Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska didn't look so hot against Illinois. We'll talk about that game in a bit. Terrible, but I got Nebraska for ten. I have Nebraska for nine. I mean. Come on. Yeah. If, if 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 they lose to Fordham, Frost needs fired after the game. Absolutely. That would be the absolute nail. Don't even the let him get to the locker room. Give him yep. his papers right there on the field. <laughs> Western Michigan at Michigan. I got the Wolverines for eight. I do too. 
It is an in-state game. You never know. I don't think Western Michigan's one of the stronger MAC teams anymore. Ball State's one of the better MAC teams yep. now. Um, I think Michigan's going to be a lot better than people think. I do too. Penn State at Wisconsin. It's the Fox Big Noon game. Uh, great game. Important game for both teams. Mm-hmm. I think James Franklin needs to get it going this year. I know a lot of people are – there's rumblings. Could this be the end of him up in Penn State? Uh, Paul Chris got a good thing going up in Wisconsin. And I got the Badgers, but only for two points. I have a hard time picking against home teams with their first yep. real like crowd back. Sure. Uh, so give me Wisconsin for seven. Okay. Uh, West Virginia at Maryland. Yeah, West Virginia is not what they once were. Um, Mike Loxley's in his second year, I believe, at Maryland. Maybe third, third year at Maryland. Third year. Um, he's getting some decent recruits, but I don't think it, he's ready to rock and roll yet. Give me West Virginia Mountaineers for four. I have West Virginia for one. Okay. Number 17, Indiana Hoosiers at number 18, Iowa. About as even as you can get on paper. I was, I think, a three or three and a half point mm. favorite. I really like this Iowa team on I paper. I think they're good. Um, Indiana's coming off in what it was a weird year. They're bet. Best season in a long time. Uh, they beat some teams they haven't beaten in a long time. Penn State, Michigan. They couldn't get over the Ohio State hump. Uh, Iowa gives them problems for some reason. I'm going to Hawkeyes, but I only got one confidence point on it. I have Iowa for three. Oregon State, Purdue. This game makes me nervous. <laughs> First game, Jitters. Huge game for mm. Jeff Brom. Huge game for the program. This is one of those that you just have to win to get off to a good start. Last year, the fluky... Should have been win. Fluky lost to Minnesota, kind of put derailed the rest of the season. Yeah. Two years ago, it was the choke job at Nevada, kind of derailed the momentum for the rest of the season. So you got to get off gotta to a good hot. start. Got to start off 2-0 and against them and at UConn going into Notre mm-hmm. Dame. So I got the Boilers, but only for three confident points. I have Purdue for two, so we're pretty – I don't know anything about Oregon State. I mean, I've watched Purdue a bunch. Oregon State's returning their complete offensive line, eight of 12 starters on defense. Just decide on a quarterback today, a Colorado transfer who was second team all Pac-12. Ooh, okay. Uh, Then we have Texas, I believe that's San Antonio. Yeah, the Roadrunners. Versus the Illini. I didn't know anything about Texas-San Antonio, and and Illinois impressed me with their focus and how they were prepared for Nebraska. So I'm taking the Illini for nine. I have Illinois for six. Uh, They're only seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, UTSA returns majority of the roster from a seven and five team last year. Uh, good quarterback, supposedly good uh, defense, uh, defensive line. So I think it could be a trap game after the high of winning last week. Now we'll go. Uh, how do you want to do this? We start with the West and start with your seventh ranked team all the way up to number one. Sure. Record wise. Who do you have finishing last in the Big Ten West? That would be the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Agreed. I got them with a four and eight record, two and too. seven in the Big Ten. Exact same. I don't remember who I do remember. I have them beat Northwestern for some weird reason at home. <laughs> Besides that, I don't yeah. remember the other Big Ten team I have them beating. The only pathway to a six and six record was to have won on Saturday. I think so. I mean, I know. You know, I was talking with somebody today, and they said, "Oh, you never, you know, just hypothetically speaking, you never know. They could get hot and went out, go eleven to one, and uh-huh. everything's good in Nebraska." But I just don't think Scott Frost is that good of a coach. You know, he made the statement today about, well, once we saw the way Illinois was lined up, we couldn't do anything on offense. Uh, good coaches and coaching staffs find a way to improvise and make changes during the game. I just think he's in over his head. And and I will say they shot themselves in the foot a lot, especially on special teams. That punt return safety was wild. Mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez lost a fumble for a touchdown. Speaking of him, he's a quarterback that's a fourth-year senior. He's dec- de- declining every year. 
it's kind of like Jake Fromm at Georgia had a great sure. freshman year, then kind of declined every, declined every year he stayed at Georgia. Reminds me a lot of Adrian, just doesn't impress me. So that's that's my <laughs> bottom basement in the in the Midwest. Number six, I think I have a feeling who yours is going to be. But mine's going to surprise you. It's actually Minnesota. Mine is Minnesota as well. Five this, and, this this is weird. Five and seven, three and six in the conference. Five and seven, three and six oh, in the conference. Man. This is scary. Uh, I think PJ Flex starting to lose his momentum a little bit. I think his shtick mm, is running, fading off yep, a little bit. And little uh, um, I mean, they could have been even worse than they were last year, and they got kind of lucky a few yeah. games. But uh, but we'll see. We'll see what they bring number to. five. The Illinois Fighting Illini. Okay, six and six with a Ooh, three and a six three and six conference record. Mm. I have Purdue at five and seven. I have a feeling that was coming. Three and six in conference. Um, this is a big year for Abram. Sure I mean, it's been a weird couple years for him where they had injuries mm-hmm. and they had the weird COVID mm-hmm. year. And so it's been, who knows? Yeah, could the Rondell Moore situation, the first two games, sure. which they well, won yeah. without him. They won their two games without Rondell Moore last year <laughs> and lost the games they did have him in. But uh, yeah, weird year. Hopefully they can stay healthy. I'm worried about the depth on the offensive line. Brand new defensive coaching staff. Settled on the quarterback, Jack Plummer. He's got to take a step forward. This Absolutely. is the guy Jeff wanted in his first full recruiting class. Got to take a step forward because I'm tired of this two-quarterback system. And It doesn't work. It's proven yeah, it's, everywhere it doesn't Because work. I know he'll probably have a quick quick pull mm-hmm. if he's not playing well. So Number four. That's where I got Purdue. I went with what I think is going to be their ceiling at seven and five. Five and four. I could see them being anywhere from four and eight to seven and five. I gave them a benefit of the doubt on a lot of the coin toss matchups. Mm. That's kind of the same way I was with Illinois, who's my fourth team out of that six and six, four and five. I think they could be four and eight. Maybe they could get to seven and five, but they're probably somewhere right in the middle, maybe even a little worse. Uh, but I have them four and five in the conference. Uh, Brandon Peters got hurt. Sounds like it's not as serious as uh, they thought it was going to be. Uh, shoulder injury. He could play this week, but uh, not likely. It'll probably be the next week. It It'll, looked real bad. It did look bad. Who's your third team? I got the Northwestern Wildcats. We are on the same wavelength. And their record's better than I th- actually think they're going to mm-hmm. be. I got them at eight and four, five and four in the conference. Same. But they lost so much talent. I don't know if they get to eight wins. Uh, Hunter Johnson was named uh, yes. the starting quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was horrendous in his time. I think he played a little last year mm-hmm. and was so bad for him. Uh, but I have him at eight and four. Fitz, he just finds a way. He did. He's a good coach. Yep. Number two. Got the Iowa Hawkeyes. I do too. I'm high on this team. I have them 10 and two. Man, I have them 10 and two. Eight and one in the conference. Eight and one in the conference. This is, scary. this is scary. This is not yeah, good. I mean, our fourth and fifth teams are the only ones that are going to be switched. Yep. Because I have Wisconsin winning at 11 and 1, 9 and 0 in the conference. I got them 12 and 0, 9 and 0 in the conference. <sighs> Man, you don't think they're going to lose a game, huh? No. Man. I think they get past Notre Dame. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, what? Oregon is the other one they have? What week do they play Notre Dame? Week four. Oh, I don't remember what I, I have. just, they have no Ohio State. They play Penn State at home. They play Iowa at home. They don't. Uh, I think they play uh, – if they play Michigan, it's at home. I, I just think <laughs> – Their schedule's pretty I favorable. I think it lines up for them this year. To, honestly, uh, I'll, we'll do the East, and I'll finish my statement what I was going to say. I have Maryland finishing dead last yeah. at 2-10. 2-10. Two and 0-9 two and oh in the conference. We did not collaborate on this 0-9 oh in the conference. I have Michigan State sixth. Yep. At 4-8. and eight. Yeah, I'm 3-9. Okay. 2-1 one, one in – one and eight in the conference. I have them two and seven. Being their lone win against Maryland. Then I have Rutgers fifth. Yep. At four and eight. I got them five and seven. Two and seven. In the but conference. two and seven in the conference. I have Michigan fourth. 
Indiana fourth. <laughs> you would put him fourth, wouldn't you? I just, I just, <laughs> Penix has to stay healthy. Yeah. If he gets hurt, I think they lost a lot. They lost a few wide receivers. Um, I know what's his face is back. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Wop. No, Wop left. It's a trifogel. Uh, Fry He's back. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like, and it's a Purdue fan in me saying this. I feel like last year was a fluke. Let's see if they can beat Penn State and Michigan in, in, in a normal year. I have uh, Michigan at seven and five. I got Indiana at six and six, four and five in the conference. I have Penn State third at eight and four. I got Michigan third at nine and three, six and three in the conference. Six and three in the conference. I have Indiana second at nine and three, six and three. I have in Penn the State second, nine and three at six and three in the conference. And then of course I have Ohio State twelve and zero, nine and zero. The conference I have Ohio State too. twelve and zero, nine zero in the conference. And to finish my statement, I was starting to make if Wisconsin and Ohio State both go twelve and zero, doesn't matter who wins that Big Ten championship game. They both, both get, get in the playoff along with Oklahoma and Alabama. There's my four. So I have Ohio State because I think they're absolutely going to win the Big Ten championship. They got a pretty um, easy road. And then I will go Oklahoma as well. I think Spencer Rattler is probably my Heisman favorite as well, and he's going to get a lot of buzz. Alabama will be in. And give me – I, I want to take a team that's ranked uh, – You probably, know who my dad picked as his fourth playoff team? Who's that? UCLA. Ooh. Just said it's going to be a complete dark horse out of nowhere. This yeah, year. well, that's kind of what I want to pick, but I, I have to pick somebody other than um, well, oh, crud, because my bold predictions was somebody outside of give me Alabama, Georgia. Clemson, and Ohio State to win title. So by my bold predictions, I just said Wisconsin can win national title. Oh man, that'd be uh, that they've be... had a good enough sports year in Wisconsin. Yeah. They usually do, don't they? I think the Brewers are going to win the World Who'd Series? Who'd you pick for your fourth? And... Huh? Who'd you pick for your fourth? Um, I kind of interrupted Georgia, Georgia, yeah, Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Okay, we'll see how it plays out. Those teams have been, and that's a very easy final four to pick. Well, it's the elite of college football kind of separate themselves more so than other sports. There's not as much parity as there should be, right? Um, but uh, we have about three minutes. Yeah, I really actually need the birdie bogey repeat because I don't remember the question. Um, it's a terrible question. One of my least favorite I've ever done. It's one of my least favorite because it's not college football. Yeah, I was I was scrambling. I was busy this week. Wander Franco of the Tampa Bay Rays has reached base safely in 25 straight games, which was tied at the time. He might actually reach 26 straight games. This was from five days ago that I found this. Uh, the longest streak by a player under 21 in the expansion era since 1961. Two other players have done this under the age of 21. Um, name one of them and you get a uh, birdie. I can't even think of guys that young. I know it. Under 21. I know it. Oh, this is going to be dumb. Miguel Cabrera. It's a good guess, but Because he was young for the Marlins. Um, I'll give you one more guess. Dude, I, I can't even think of guys who came in the league and were that good that young. <sighs> Thinking. Like, honestly, who was... Good when they're that young. This is dumb. Bryce Harper. No. Yeah, that's dumb. Ken Griffey Jr. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was a terrible question. You're you're gonna have to get me back with a really, really hard question. Yeah, I should have got I didn't even think of Ken Griffey. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. I was scrambling. You were scrambling. You yeah. were scrambling. At least I, I uh, reminded you before the show that you had Yes, or we would not have had one. So <laughs> I would have had to ask uh my father for a yeah. quick college football one and done the birdie bogey two weeks in a row and had you yep, make up for it for right. two weeks. Yep. But uh, why don't you wrap up the show, J-Man? Show, uh, tell everybody where they can listen to us, where they can watch us, where they can get our merch, 
all that good stuff. Thanks for watching the Tannin' J-Man Show. Thanks to Travis watching Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. J-Man Book of Predictions of the Week sponsor for joining us. Talk some college football. We'll be back at it next Monday for our NFL preview. Looking forward to that. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you later.